Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Did some recordings uh, right before the show here, and I repeated my name in the church like 10 times, so I'm very confident who I am. (laughs) 303-690-3000 is the number 303-690-3000, some unprecedented days that we live in. Uh, In the short amount of time that I've had the privilege of being a pastor, I have never, I can literally say, never experienced anything like this ever before. Uh, And uh, it is uh, quite the challenge for everyone right now. And I want to say that uh, I definitely would want to talk about uh, the coronavirus today. I'd like to talk about the changes that you're experiencing. I'd like to talk about the uh, things that are just overwhelming to you. Um, I want to talk about any questions you have. Are you a pastor? You have questions? Um, I, I could say this. If you are a pastor or an assistant pastor, we are having a, a pastor's huddle this Friday here in Colorado uh, noon noon on Mountain Standard Time. And if you'd like to be a part of that, you need to email me directly because it is a private uh, meeting so that people don't just jump on that don't belong on there. Uh, and they're, they're calling it, uh, there's a new name for it with this new Zoom app. I forget what they're calling it. It's kind of like photo bombing, but it's Zoom bombing. And people are getting on and disrupting meetings. If And so what... There is a way not to do that, and that's by registering. So email me, ed, ed at edtaylor.org.org, and tell, tell me that uh, your, pat, your name, the church you're at, uh, and that you want to be a part of uh, this weekend's um, Zoom conference, Pastor's Huddle, and I'll send you a link that you can um, register with all your church information and get be a part of it. We had one last week. Uh, it was it was really good, uh, and it's just a time to pray together uh, and exchange some best practices. Uh, what's working? What's not working? Uh, what what are you doing? Uh, what what are you avoiding? Um, it, it's and it's open ended Q and A, so we're just talking. We not like any of us have all the answers, but we have what we have our answers, like where we're at, and collaboratively, the church is much stronger in unity than it is individually, so not one of us has every answer, uh, but together we can come up. The last meeting, we had a couple of great insights uh, that, that we implemented here. Uh, so I want to invite you, pastors, and I know you might be a little intimidated or just think, well, I don't know you, Ed, or I don't know Calvary, but look, and look, look we're going to be in heaven together, and uh, we want to serve you. Uh, and uh, we, we want to provide this avenue. It's all free. We paid for it. We take care of it. You don't need to worry about any of that. And 
um, all you need to do is show up. And it's by Zoom. If you don't know, the Zoom app. Uh, we're doing a lot of ministry by Zoom. So I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear what's on your mind. Um, as you can, you might be able to hear in my voice, I'm extremely tired. Uh, it's been a long couple weeks for all of us here. So I would say we're all pretty tired. Uh, even on our days off or our time off, it's we're always thinking about how to serve better and how to respond to the challenges. Maybe you're like that too. Uh, and I'd love to uh, talk about it, whatever is on your mind. Uh, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to get on the air. And... Um, well, we have a Bible question. Uh, Robert's calling in Aurora. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very blessed. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I just had a quick question. Uh, I was listening earlier on the radio, and one of the pastors said that God is not the author of evil. He's not. And uh, a Bible scripture popped into my head, Isaiah 45, 7. Okay. And it says, I formed the light. I... Uh, yeah, I form the light, I create darkness, I make peace, I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And so I was just curious. I didn't know if, if that was being interpreted as he inherently created evil or inherently created evil. I didn't know if it had anything to do with Lucifer's rebellion in the garden or what, because the pastor said he's not the author of it, but if he says that he creates it, doesn't that make him the author of it? Yeah, so the author in terms of of evil, it, the, the idea of God creating evil is he's created the potential for evil. Uh, he didn't create evil itself because we have the creation account for us in the, in the book of Genesis, and sin and evil didn't show up in humanity until their sinful rebellion. And what he created in, uh, what he created the, in the New King James, it says calamity. I'm looking at the uh, at the Hebrew word raha, rach. I can't do the the little ech in the in the middle there, but the idea of calamity or how it's used in different places where um, the the human heart um, is evil that um, from childhood, which again is a result of sin. All of the evil that's mentioned in the scriptures is after sin, um, and he created the potential because that same word is described in Genesis chapter two when he talks about the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so he's not inherently responsible for the decisions that you and I make, but he certainly, within the realm of our free will, created the potential for evil. But he's not responsible for it, if that makes sense. Like it, It's sort of like um, you, know, you putting out a cupcake for your child, and you tell them not to do it. You created the potential for them to do it anyway. But if they do take of that cupcake, are you responsible for it, or are they responsible for it? Well, that's true. I mean, one thing I've kind of noticed with kids is if you tell them not to do something, <laughs> they get the idea, hey, there's something to that, I should do it. And if you don't give them the idea in the first place, they kind of won't even <laughs> won't even think about it. But yeah, that does answer my question a little bit. Um, what, what was the Hebrew word again? You said it's R-A-H. And Rahacha, I'm not very good at that, so I'm not even going to try again. It's the um, Strong's number, if you use a Strong's concordance, 7451. 
Okay. And then let me just read I, while you were talking a little bit there. I went over to Norm Geisler's um, a resource I use a lot from him. Uh, it's called When Critics Ask. So here's how he answers it. The Bible is clear that God is morally perfect, Deuteronomy 32, Matthew chapter 5, and it's impossible for him to sin, Hebrews chapter 6. At the same time, his absolute justice demands that he punish sin. This judgment takes both temporal and eternal forms. In its temporal form, the execution of God's justice is sometimes called evil because it seems to be evil to those undergoing it, Hebrews chapter 12. However, the Hebrew word for evil used here does not always mean moral evil. Indeed, the context indicates that it should be translated, as the New King James and other modern translations do, as calamity. Thus, God is properly said to be the author of evil in this sense, but not in the moral sense. So, I, so he, does a, he does a better job because I answered the question in the moral sense, that God created the opportunity by free will, but, but Geisler takes it one step deeper to say that there are other things that God is the author of that doesn't speak of a moral, sinful act. Uh, and then he goes on to say, there is an indirect sense in which God is the author of moral evil because God created moral beings with free choice, and free choice is the origin of moral evil in the universe. So that's the answer I gave you, but he added the top one. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Good question. Thanks for calling. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. And sure, uh, the other thing is, if you don't want to always be talking about the things of the coronavirus, we can definitely do Bible questions. I'm up for that, too. So either way, I just want to provide... I, I don't want to speak past uh, the reality of the situation uh, and just like pretend it doesn't happen, but we don't have to focus on it either. And by the way, everyone, we are launching our midweek service again tonight. We took a week off. Uh, We weren't sure how long we would be away, so we took last week off, but we are back tonight, 7 o'clock, and it is online. So we won't be gathering here, but we will be gathering around the country, around the world, around the city, online. So join us. We would love to have you be a part of our online services We're studying through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, and we're going to be gathering together at 7 p.m. And we're we're going to be uh, taking, we always have communion. And this is going to be a challenge for us because we can't pass out the elements here. So we were talking about it in our pastor's meeting today to encourage you to go, if you don't have crackers around the house, uh, that you go down, uh, and this was the suggestion, there's a lot of lines at the supermarkets right now, um, but one of the brothers suggested that if you go to one of the convenience stores, like at a gas station, they have these little containers of grape juice, and you can just get a little container, and you can pour out communion for yourself, and you can share with your family in separate glasses. And, and if you don't have unleavened bread, you can use any kind of bread um, as unto the Lord. I don't think he's going to be judging us for what bread we use or what, what we don't use at this point, but rather he's going to be drawing us closer together. And we, we're, So you can have communion like we normally do tonight, uh, but in the comfort of your own home or if you're listening in on Grace FM. or So we're back. And we just, we sent the notes out, we put it on social media, but now I want to tell you, we're back. Uh, one week away was too much. And uh, we originally had canceled for three weeks, but like, it's enough is enough. We're, we're getting back together. 
Uh, we want to be together as much as we can until they lift the restrictions and we can come back together in the same building once again. But I've been saying this for 20 years, that the church is not a building. The church is not a building. The church is not a building. You're the church. I'm the church. We're the church. And here we are at such a time as this to be the church. Um, And so join us tonight, no matter where you are, if you're listening on a... Uh, you know, listening on the East Coast, listening in another time zone. It is 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And we've always broadcasted our services. We've always enjoyed it. We've always been blessed by it. Uh, and now, more than ever before, uh, we want we want to be um, good citizens, and we're going to continue to broadcast live. So we're there tonight, Daniel chapter 9, finishing up where we left off on Daniel's prayer. I just had to put some finishing touches on it today, and I'm looking forward to delivering it as Pastor Ian leads us in worship. Good stuff. 303-690-3000 is the number. Where are we? We're heading over to Betty in Philadelphia. Betty, welcome to the program. Hi, is this Ed Taylor? It is Ed Taylor. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm Um, doing well. Betty James. Hi, Betty. I've talked to you before. Yes. Um, So the reason I'm calling is because I had called a few weeks ago and spoke with Nick Cady, and I have a roommate who's a very, very ill young lady. She's 50 years old. She cannot. She has fear of water, um, fears of all kinds, and she stays in her room. She takes um, anti-anxiety medicine at a minimum amount. She's totally unmanaged, and I had no idea that I would be in this situation. I had to put her into a psychiatric hospital last night. I had to 302 her because of her condition. Okay. And it was very Sorry. sad. So we need, we need strong prayer. She accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior a couple weeks ago, but um, she's not really clear on understanding that her faith needs to grow and develop. So I just really need prayer okay. to move through this situation and to God is blessing me in, in so many ways to give me the strength mm. and endurance to do this. Yes. But um, <clears throat> I just really need you know, fervent prayer okay. to work through. Father, I pray for my sister as she has challenges upon challenge, especially now with her friend and to be in a mental institution to, to get that kind of treatment, to, to not have the state of mind um, that would be calm and rational and is very difficult. And so I pray, God, that you would help my sister as she watches her friend go through this and the challenges that, that she's facing, God, that you would be a provider for her and encouragement to her and help her, Lord, to um, be strengthened in the inner woman as she serves her friend, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, and I believe that God is right here with me, and Jesus Good. and the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I just have to testify that He is with me. He is. I My <laughs> spirit bears witness with your spirit. I agree. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I'm going to mention it a lot, but because it's... It's very important. Uh, we are having services tonight. 
We're going to be worshiping together. We're going to be praying together. We are going to be doing our Give 10. So I'm going to explain that live online tonight of what that means, praying together, especially for those of you joining us for the first time. Go to our website, calvaryco.church, or more, better yet, download our app and turn on notifications. We want to stay in touch with you. And we've been using our notifications a lot more lately because they're just instant. They go to right to your phone. They're instant. And so join us tonight, 7 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, studying the book of Daniel. We'll be worshiping with Pastor Ian. We'll be praying together. We want you to be prepared for communion. Uh, and I don't know how I'm going to do that tonight, but I'm going to encourage you, get some, get some crackers around the house, perhaps. If you don't have any grape juice, uh, any, you know, again, the, the symbolism of what we're using it's not as important as what it symbolizes. And yes, we want to have unleavened bread, and we do use that, uh, but not always. Uh, and yes, we have unfermented grape juice. Uh, but I remember one time we did, we something happened, and the brothers couldn't find grape juice, and we did grape soda. And we did it unto the Lord. I think he'll receive that. I believe that he will receive our worship, and I believe he will receive our our prayers and our praise and you can go down, and so one of the pastors today reminded us that uh, if you don't want to buy a big old bottle of grape juice or that the supermarket's lines might be full, that you can go down to the local convenience store of a gas station, and they have little bottles of grape juice, and you can just get a little bottle, and we'll take communion together, uh, and we're going to be creative on how that happens, and what, and, and we just got to be ready. We got to be ready. Uh, so we'll be here at 7 o'clock. Uh, looking forward to it. Seven o'clock, gathering together, uh, knowing that the Lord has a word for us. And I'm excited to be together. I'm excited to be back. Uh, even though we're doing it by distance, we've always done it on Grace FM. We've always had online services for years and years uh, since they invented online services. Uh, I remember we were, I remember in the early days, we were, we were trying to buy this little box uh, that plugged in. Uh, and it was a one-stop shop to uh, back in the primitive days to uh, to to uh, broadcast your services online, and then it it we were waiting to make a decision. It was super expensive back then, waiting to make a decision, waiting to make a decision, and it crashed because it was running Windows XP. And I said, "There's no way in the world we're buying a box that depends on Windows XP." Uh, and I don't know what solution. Those guys are so technically savvy and smart. I forget what sir, what we ended up doing, but now we're we got we're we're far away. We're way ahead of that now. Uh, and I mean HD quality streaming, unbelievable. You could watch it. Some of the pictures I see of TVs, you watch it through your Roku or Apple TV, unbelievable. Um, praise God for technology. Seven o'clock tonight. Three zero three six nine. Zero three thousand. Let's go over to Bianca. Is in Aurora, Colorado. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor? I am a uh, very tired. Yeah, me too. I'm just exhausted, and not in terms of physically, in my case, but. I guess you could say I'm spiritually exhausted to some degree because 
I mean, I just want prayer for something to happen soon because, like you said, I've never felt this way before, so isolated and more than ever before, I've been feeling more alone, and I know the Lord is with me, so I'm not completely alone, but I know we all need that physical touch that we can't have right now, and I've just been really discouraged. Well, let me pray for you, Bianca. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that you called because I, I was thinking about you not today, but previously. And you know, for those of the folks that don't know, Bianca is blind, and so blindness brings its own isolation and challenges. And now, uh, for uh, I've met quite a few uh, men and women that are blind in my lifetime, uh, but you have been one of the most. Um, What's the word I want to say, Bianca? Like the most socially uh, active. Like you, you really like interacting with people, and and you are at the. Uh, I, pr- I probably met you know maybe ten or fifteen people uh, that that have that are blind, and you're in the top five of just your personality and how you like interacting. And so I know this. I I I don't know how you're feeling, but I can un- I can grasp a little bit of what you're feeling that. Now you feel more isolated than ever. Yeah, it's just really tough. And I have to admit that there are days where I literally have to cry myself to sleep. Mm. Well, Father, I pray for my sister. And I know that this is challenging for her. I think of crying herself to sleep. I think of the psalmist who said he drenched his pillow in tears. And she is asking for you to be a very real presence in her life. And she's also, uh, and I believe she's also, and I'm asking on her behalf that you would bring this crisis to an end quicker, sooner rather than later, that we might be able to enjoy the gift of fellowship and encouragement that it can only come not by technology, even though that's great, but, but through one-on-one personal uh, connections. So, Lord, we, we pray for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, God stay in touch. You. you can always call us. All right. All right, <laughs> bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move right on to Maria is in Denver. Maria, welcome to the program. Hi, hi, Pastor Ed. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to answer our questions. I know you're very tired, Pastor, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That. <laughs> I, I, it's it's not. I just I, now when people ask me, I just tell them the truth. Uh, but you know, a, a good night, nothing a good night's sleep can't solve. That's 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 so true. That's yes. so true, Pastor. I was just calling because I I just need um, some some encouragement. Um, I, I'm, I'm Christian, but I haven't been going to church. And I mean, I will go, but sporadically, you know, like not like every Sunday or taking advantage of the classes the church provides. And so I, I did not 
I, I don't have a network of Christian friends. I'm from Peru, and my mom and my sisters are in Peru, and so whenever I need some crazy words, my mom would tell me stuff. But right now they're all freaking quarantined in their homes. They can't even leave um, their house. So I don't want to call my mom and make her feel more anxious. But I feel I feel very sad because when I had a time to go to church again, and I shouldn't be able to make more Christian friends. That right now I could talk to because I just never saw that as a special idea. Happen. I mean, I knew because of revelations that at one point we're going to see the end of the world and, and the Christian church will be persecuted. Yes. And I know, and I knew, Pastor, that in some part of the world, Christians are having a horrible, like in China and in some of the Arab countries. But I never saw that, that the, the impact that this whole virus is having in the whole world is going to happen. So then I feel very scared. Like, what if this is the beginning of the end? Well, it is a very scary time, and so the feelings that you're having are real, and it's normal. Um, you're not, uh, it's not unusual to be afraid in times like this. It, there's things changing so rapidly and so difficult that it, it's normal. It's normal for you to feel this way. But as a believer in Jesus Christ, even though it's normal to be uh, scared, uh, and even, even as we see the end times upon us, um, we can trust God with our lives. So, so let me let me help you with something. Uh, can you think back anything in the last year where God has been faithful to you? Can you think of a time when God has answered your prayer or been faithful, or you've gotten through yes. a trial in the last year? Yes. Can you yes. can you share? Was it a small trial, medium size, or big one? Uh, I think every day. Um, I work from home and. Well, last year, I was having um, a lot of, like, anxious, anxious problems, a lot of anxiety. Okay. And I was, uh, it was very difficult for me to manage to have a job and just being by myself and then having a baby. Um, oh, my yeah. husband would help me, but he works overnight, so it was very hard for him to be awake. So I felt very lonely, but I, I prayed to God, and, and I was able to connect with um, a counselor, uh, from Peru, um, who showed me some areas that I was having issues with. Um, but then I realized that a lot of the things that he was saying was being mentioned in the Word of God, like um, bring every thought captured to the feet of Christ, that God tells you to be, to say that you're strong when you're weak because you're telling your mind what you need to believe. So I asked God to help me with that. Like every day Good. that I would feel that, like God help me. Like I, I cannot control this. Okay. And that did, and, and thank God, Pastor, I've been working for a year now. Good. Even though a lot of people are losing their jobs, my company is still keeping us employed. Good. I'm able to work from home, be able to be with my baby. Yes. So I know God is very faithful. So what's your baby's name? I'm sorry? What's your baby's name? Her name is Kendall. Kendall, Kendall Bay. She's okay. three. So check this out. You just started talking about the faithfulness of God. You started thinking back on a time where God's been really good and gracious to you, and your whole personality changed. And I just want you to see that because one of the ways that we're able to get through tough times is by remembering the faithfulness of God. That's what the psalmist does so many times in the book of Psalms, is he's going through a difficult time, but by the time he ends his psalm, he's so 
confident in the faithfulness and the strength of God. And so you can you can both be fearful and concerned, and, and you're right, now God showed you something, and, and I want you to receive it as a gift. God has showed you something, and that's this. He showed you that fellowship with other believers is very important. And now when, it, when, felt, when opportunity comes again, and I hope it's very soon, that we get to gather together again as a church, you're going to be the first one in the door. Like, you're going to be the first one coming to worship. You're going to be the first one that says, you know what, God, I've skipped out on this so many times, but no more. You have shown me how important it is uh, to, to worship you. And so you hear the music. We got to go, but I'll pray for you on the other end of the, on the, other end of the break, okay? Thank you, Pastor. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, we'll be right back. This is uh, Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second half of today's program. This is Calvary Live, originating from the studios here at Grace FM, Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, a Denver suburb, and we are grateful that you have joined us together and joined together with us, I should say, to be uh, mutually encouraged. Uh, We are in unprecedented days, uh, never before seen in in my lifetime. Uh, I know there's been other plagues and other difficulties throughout the centuries, but this is certainly the largest thing that I've seen. Um, You know, uh, we have a couple of um, uh, parents in our church, uh, on our staff here, that had mentioned that their kids have two interesting bookends because their kids are at that age. Uh, the first part of their bookend is 9-11, uh, the year that they were born in, and now the year that they're graduating high school, we have this coronavirus and the the challenges that come with all these new changes. Every day there's a new change. Uh, today in Aurora, uh, really, in, in the the tri what they call the Tri County Health uh, Authority uh, was the organization that called for a uh, stay at stay at home order. It, it wasn't the city government. It wasn't the <clears throat> state government. It wasn't the federal government. It was the it was a county organization uh, that called it. And so we are now officially until April 17th on a stay-at-home order. And it's just been challenging, to say the least, on many different levels, financially, spiritually, emotionally. And right before the program, right before the break, uh, we, I was on the phone with Maria, if you're just joining us, and Maria was just really wrestling with regret and guilt. Uh, she hadn't really valued uh, church before, but now that she can't go, she she's up, upset about it and beating herself up, and and so I told after we we answered the question in the first half, uh, and I told her I'd pray for her in the second half. So let's do that, Father. I pray for Maria and many like her that this crisis has drawn out different emotions and thoughts, and just caused us to rethink things and to reassess things. And so I pray for Maria. I pray, God, that you would um, uh, give her strength until she can gather together. Let 
physically, but that she would gather together online. She would join us online even tonight. We can study the Bible together and we can worship together just as if we were in the same room. And I pray for her and many like her in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's move on to Justin in Firestone, Colorado. Justin, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, I was just calling for a uh, prayer request. Okay. Um, so I'm a, a construction worker. I work for a general contractor, and one of our uh, concrete uh, contractors, um, our foreman Hector and his son Gio, who's I think barely 19 years old, um, they got into a huge uh, car accident on uh, Interstate uh, 25 uh, just north of Highway 66. Mm. Or, excuse me, just south of Highway 66. Um, I passed it, and the whole front end of the truck was just... Um, completely looked like it had gone up in smoke, um, you know, multiple uh, uh, emergency vehicles over there. So if we could just say um, some prayers for Hector, for Gio, um, for uh, the doctors to have a skillful hand, for the EMTs, the, the car ride over there, for his family, um, for his, his wife, his son, uh, the mom, uh, their whole family, um, just, just some, some prayers for them, for Hector and Gio and, and the family and the doctors. Father, I pray for this family under uh, great uh, difficulty with this accident, this vehicle accident, and um, we lift them up name by name and person by person, as my brother so faithfully shared, Um, just a caring, loving believer that wants to be in the lives of those that he works with, those that are contracted, subcontracted. And so I pray that, God, you would uh, be with this family, bring healing and strength, I mean, I, I even listen to my own prayer, Lord, like you would be with them. Of course you're with them. And if you would use this situation to draw them to, to yourself, which of course you do that. And we just affirm the work of your Holy Spirit as you've taught us in your word on how you do it and how you bring it to pass. And so we, we pray, God, for your faithfulness to be made known in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know God is good, and so I know everything He does is is meant to be good. So I'm not worried on that end. I just uh, thank you for that prayer for Hector and Gio and for the family. Thank you. You're welcome, bro. God bless you. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Again to Denver, Colorado. Brent is on the line. Brent, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um. I'm in a catch-22. I'm uh, legally blind and get disability, and I'm concerned that they're, they announced today that you're going to get an additional $600 a week. Um, I'm, I'm unemployed now. I'm laid off. And if I file for my unemployment and they put an additional $600 a week on there, or $2,400 plus the 1000 that I would get, that's 3400 that actually kicks me off of disability and I lose my health insurance. Wow. You seem to be you seem to be pretty politically connected. I don't know if you get a chance to talk to the powers that be, but uh, everybody that receives dif- disability, and I'm sure Bianca does too. Uh, I almost am in a position now where I can't take um, un- uh, unemployment because the government they just see everything in black and white. So for the short term help. That could be long-term kicking me off a of disability and losing my Medicare. And uh, I've got four 
conditions um, over 60 and the other conditions I have medically that make me extremely vulnerable. So that's just something for people who are disabled and receive disability. There's a cap on what you can earn, and this is money they want to give you that, you know, you're not earning. So they're all, I don't know if anybody's thought about that, but that's just mm. something that um, maybe since you may have some political connections, maybe that could be raised to the governor because they're going to have to take this to Washington, D.C., because they could literally, with all this unemployment and people would then apply for it, the government sends you an extra 2400 boom, you're now disqualified for your disability. Wow. Well, I need to be praying for you, Brent, and many people that are in your um, situation. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not really politically uh, connected at all. Uh, most of my spare time is spent with my family and and just being the best pastor that I can be, so I don't really get involved in those areas. But um, okay. let's pray, because God's above all even that. So, Father, I pray for Brent um, that you know the kind of favor he needs in our governmental system uh, to continue to, to, to work, to live, to get his benefits, um, to make sure his health is taken care of medic, uh, with insurance, Medicare. And God, you know, your word says that you can, uh, well, not, not only can you, but you move the heart of kings like the rivers of water. And you're able to, you're able to uh, change a leader's perspective, a leader's mind, a leader's opinion. And you can move a leader's heart in whatever way you want. And so we pray, God, for those that make these decisions, would make them in a way that would be favorable and not losing money in an already challenging situation. And that if there are changes to be made in the law, that you would provide the right paperwork and all the different things that you um, that that are needed, you know, and, and even those that might be politically connected listening right now, that could get involved and advocate on behalf of my brother's life, and and also advocate on lives like Bianca's, and those that are right on the edge at, with SSI. And so I pray God that you would show favor to my brother Brent in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm. I can't wait till we can all get back together again, and I'm looking forward to tonight. I'll be. I'll be watching. So um, welcome, thank welcome. For, thank you for your upgrade in your uh, electronics. It's uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and it and it does come clear, uh, incredibly clear over the um, over the internet. And uh, oh, hey, good. I love your 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 group of worship leaders. And, yes, and it's just in, they're incredible. Oh, so hey, blessed. I'll let you go. Let okay, thank else you, Brent. Get on there, and you have a good night. I'll be watching tonight. Thank okay, bye bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're actually testing a, even a newer uh, service tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be, if you were just joining us, Calvary, Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado is relaunching our midweek services. We originally thought we were going to take three weeks off, and I could barely make it past one. And so here we are. We're jumping in. Tonight we'll have acoustic worship uh, with our brother, Pastor Ian, uh, and I'll be stud- teaching in the book of Daniel. We'll be sharing in the Word together. We'll be sharing in communion. So if you have the elements, get them ready. If you don't have the elements, you perhaps can go down to, and this was an idea from one of the pastors, just knowing how busy the markets are right now, Safeway, King Supers, um, that you can go down to your local convenience store. Uh, you guys in Colorado, that you know that that's the local gas station, 
uh, and they'll have they have some crackers there, and they probably have small containers of grape juice. So get them, and let's be ready. Uh, you can take communion right in your home, and we're going to do that. Usually we have the communion available to take, but now you're going to have it available in your house. And if you can't get out of the house uh, to go to the store, uh, even you know on the even on the stay at home, uh, you can go shopping for essentials, and communion uh, is essential. And you can go shopping without breaking the laws or breaking the intent of, you know, keeping your social distance six feet and such. You can still honor that um, and go get some elements. And we're going to take communion and we're going to figure out how to take communion this weekend, too. Uh, and, you know, we're taking it a day at a time. You're taking it a day at a time. It's so good. Uh, it's so hard, but so good. God's doing a work and he's going to teach us how to trust him more. 303 690 Linda is in Fort Collins. Linda, welcome to the program. Pastor. Hi. Um, my question is kind of twofolded. I'm, I have a neighbor who's turning everyone against her because she doesn't believe God is in control okay. about anything. She claims she's a believer but won't take advice and won't read her Bible. She complains her life is no longer meaningful. She wishes she was dead. Uh, I mean, she says these things more than once. It's all she gives a litany of, you know, complaints about her health and her social life uh, to me. And now we're on the phone because she understands I'm not coming into her apartment, and uh, uh, just because I'm being compliant with, you know, the rules. Uh, she won't read her Bible. She. Um, she complains of a lot of physical pain, and she has an occasion she'll hang up on me, and she did that a while ago. Okay. And another friend, uh, um, and I have prayed with her out in the hallway. This was last year when we first started becoming friends, and she seemed receptive to going to church. So I got a ride because I didn't have a car um, that I could use. And the two of us would go to church together, and she acted like the place was the plague or something. She she said it was too loud, too noisy for the second service. And I said, well, this is my ride's, you know, <laughs> choice. So, you know, be glad you can worship at all. <laughs> and um, so as it turns out, she quits going to church, and she tries another church that my other friend here uh, goes to, and oh, there's just so many things, so many issues. But so let me let me help you. Time again, she just well, won't take. Let me help you with the call advice. because because we have some other people waiting. Linda, how would you like me to pray? Like, what's on your mind specifically today? Okay, I I would like to have you pray about her situation. I know there's a lot of emotional, mental components, but also. Is it all right if I keep my phone blocked from her number? I just blocked it, and I said I never would. Okay, let's have, let's take the second part of your question first. Uh, it is perfectly okay to set up some boundaries with people that are causing you great discomfort. And I would just do it temporarily, like in my mind. I would do it temporarily till things cool down um, because God's put you in her life for a reason. And I know it's challenging and I know it's hard, 
and only you really know how hard it is for you, but we can all relate to difficult people or difficult situations in our life. And you know, God has put you in there in in her in her life for a reason. And you don't want to completely lose that, but you can take a break. You know, it's okay to take a break and see if God might see if some things might change in that break time. And while you're um while you're while you're taking that break, you can be rejuvenated and strengthened and helped and maybe step back in. But it is okay to not take her calls for a season, yes. Um, because the Holy Spirit might, you know, work through that. Yes. It, that social distancing thing, you know, it might have a spiritual uh, connection too. Well, and I would make a suggestion to you personally that you call her and tell her what you're doing. You would let her know that right now you need to take a break. You want to take a break to pray. You want to take a break to pray for her so that you're not viewed, you know, because you know what happens when you block a call, you never know if they called to begin with. And, and you don't want to make things harder for her. You want to make things better for her. And, and I know that Mm -hmm. about you, otherwise you wouldn't be calling here and, and talking about it. And you want to, you want what's best for her. You're, but, but it's been challenging. So I think it would be worth your while before you do, even just asking her, maybe before you even block the calls, just having a real adult conversation and just asking, can we just take a break for a couple of weeks and just see if she'll honor that? You know, the first time she doesn't honor it uh, and she calls and it's not for prayer, it's not for help. Then you go, you know what? You broke our agreement. Uh, now we need to take a two week. And so I'm just not going to accept your calls. Um, but you know, you tell her the truth in love. It's better to do it that way than just to to back out and just block her. You know, tell her and talk to her and be the mature one in the relationship so that you're actually and you know it may not go well. Like you're, we're on the radio right now and everything's going fine. This I know full well that this call may not go well. I know that, but because you have a real love for God and a real love for her, it's even it's at least worth trying. I like to do the right thing, and I, I just think a little break is yeah. what's called for. I think that's fair, and I think that she would, even if she doesn't like it, at least you're telling her it would be. Re- I really need a break, so let's just make a commitment to to take a break for a couple weeks and pray, and set a date where you'll call her. Say I'll call you. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look at the calendar today. So my calendar says two weeks from today is April eighth. The day after Denver takes removes says they're going to remove their stay-at-home order. So Wednesday the eighth could be the day that you say, "Let's just talk at four o'clock on December eighth, and then you can call the show after the phone call and tell us what it's like." Okay. And that's a commitment you can make, and then you guys agree to it. And again, if she doesn't like it or she gets upset about it, just say, "Well, thank mm-hmm. you. We're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna take a break anyway." And I'm going to call you on the 8th like I committed. And I'm going to pray for you every day. Yes. And um, God will honor that. Yeah. It, it speaks volumes for me because I, I don't like confrontations. I don't like um, talking on top of what she's saying because she won't give me fair chance. And she needs, this might be a wake she up needs call. so much help. Yeah, this might be a wake-up call, and uh, it may change. Well, it probably has, just maybe going to change the whole relationship, but sometimes 
whole relationships must change. So, Father, I pray for my uh, friend, Linda, as she deals with a very difficult friend in her life, and that you would help her with even a hard conversation, because like most of us don't like confrontation. like the, And the ones that do like it way too much. And so we, we pray for your peace and comfort to come in to this situation, uh, and that there be resolution by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, okay, let time. us know. All right, bye-bye. Hey, I just saw this popped up on my tweet. Uh, Governor Polis has now given the stay-at-home order for Colorado. And effective Thursday, March 26th at 6 a.m., Coloradans must stay home unless for necessary business. Critical businesses are exempt from this executive order. And critical businesses must comply with social distancing requirements, which has been pretty consistent um, that churches in every order that I've read so far, houses of worship are critical businesses and that we can't have more than 10 people gathered together and we have to take, stay six feet apart. And the, it says that the order is going to last through April 11th. So you've got Denver to the 7th, right? Colorado to the 11th, and the Tri-County Health Department. <laughs> the Tri-County Health Department to the 18th. Um, and, you know, we're, we're praying that God would arrest this virus. And we're praying that God would heal the sick. And we're praying that God would heal the families that lost loved ones. We, and we're praying for the people that are most vulnerable with respiratory issues, asthma, respiratory issues, age issues, uh, the depressed immune system issues um, that are you know, pretty fearful and pretty concerned. We pray that God would comfort you. We pray for those that have lost money uh, financially because of work, uh, because of layoffs because of restaurants being closed. And, and I know it's just wild. It's, it's wild uh, the way things are going down and, and how Denver first closed uh, uh, liquor stores and marijuana uh, sales dispensaries. Then they opened them really fast. And, and I know you, because primarily our audiences are believers, but not everyone, uh, you're just like, what is this? What is, what's going on? What kind of world do we live in? Uh, can I remind you that we live in the world, but we're not of the world? So what do you expect? I don't understand which, what, what, that, uh, what, what do you expect from this world system? How can you be a light in a dark place unless the place is dark? And I get it from the sense of, of that you would hope that government officials would make decisions for the betterment of their population, but generally... They make decisions based on political advantages. And to have people drunk and under the influence of pot all the time uh, is, is it advantageous uh, for some people in our culture. But it's not advantageous for the drunks, for the addicts, for those taking marijuana as an as a entry-level drug that it is. But, it, but you, you get mad. You're listening to the news, and it's flipping you out. It's like, oh, I can't believe it. But, but, but what do you expect? Jesus came into the world with, and was crucified by the government, was crucified by the 
by the mechanism of the government that would crucify him, uh, that would use a, a, a horrendous, torturous device to prolong his death. And, and so being a light in the world is really important, and you already see the darkness so now the Holy Spirit can help you shine the light of the gospel. And that's my prayer for us, that we would shine the light of the gospel in a very dark place. 303-690-3000. We're almost coming up to the end of today's program, but I want to see uh, where we are. We have another Linda on the line. Uh, Linda, and this is Linda in Loveland, it looks like. Welcome to the program. Hey, Linda, I need to hit the button. I forget that. Oh, Sorry. Hi. hi. I just want to say bless you and your family. You are such a, a blessing to me in the morning. I can't start my day without listening to you. I oh, really can't. Wonderful. What's going on? Uh, I, I feel like I'm not even in this world anymore. I just I feel like it's a dream every day. We've been going through one trial after another. Last year was such an awful year. And we prayed this year would be different, and it seemed for the first few days it started off right. And then one, one thing after another, last Friday my husband was in a severe accident. Somebody ran a red light, and just by the grace of God, he, he, just, he was just bruised. His truck is total. The airbags are all deployed. It's, it's all mangled. He just started a new job after he was unemployed for a long time. So... He was supposed to start again tomorrow. We went and found the truck real quick. Today he cut his arm. I'm waiting outside the ER mm. with with a cutting wheel. And it's just like one thing after another after another. And I'm just wondering, I know I heard a sermon with David, his sins. He had to be held accountable for his sins, you know, down the line. Like he lost his son because of his sin with Bathsheba and just different things and I'm just trying to come to terms. I mean, I know I'm a sinner, but I, I, I never hurt anybody. I never, I don't know how to say it. Okay, maybe I wasn't the perfect person and somebody dies, but I just don't understand why all these things are happening. Well, you know, when you start facing all these super heavy, challenging things that we begin to look for reasons and we begin to look for origins and the number one origin about all the pain and suffering that we we experience in this world is because of sin sin has damaged us greatly sometimes it's our own sin that brings consequences sometimes it's the sin of others sometimes it's a combination of the two but i want to remind you that we don't live in a time period like king david did we live in what's known as the new covenant and in the new covenant the pain and penalty eternally of your sin and mine has been taken by Jesus Christ upon the cross. He died for your sins, and he died for my sins. And what we experience today is the consequences of sin, not the judgment or retribution of God. And so you think of, well, your husband had a terrible um, car accident. Well, he deserved it because he made a mistake years ago. No, he had an accident, and pain and suffering and, and bleeding and all of that is, is a consequence of sin. Um, and, and you think of, well, now he cut himself open. Is that God judging us for our past? 
man, the Bible says if our sins were held against us, who could stand? Like none of us could survive a life like that because we're, we, we, we are worse sinners than we know, than we acknowledge. And, and so what we're experiencing is the consequences of sin. And again, sometimes it's our sin, sometimes it's someone else's sin, um, but it's not the retribution or judgment of God. Jesus Christ took that judgment upon himself. I, I know that I just don't, I guess I, I'm wondering, is this ever going to end? Or, um, I mean, I had faith. We prayed. My daughter and I for his hand, and I just talked to the well, nurse. He didn't hit any <clears throat> tendons or veins, so I thank God for that. It's just a bad laceration because he was bleeding everywhere. But I, I'm trying so hard. Mm-hmm. It seems that every day, you mm-hmm. know, the more we pray, the more we get attacked. Let me answer that question for you because we're almost up for the show. You asked the question, is it ever going to end? And there's two answers to that. No and yes. Uh, As long as we're in this world, Jesus said, in this world you'll suffer tribulation. And I know even part of your question is, will, will it get less? Or will we get a break? Or will it get calm? And you know, the answer is yes. And the answer is yes, even bigger, that when we shed these earthly bodies and we're in the presence of the Lord, you can assure we're going to have new bodies, we're going to have a new existence, and an eternal dwelling with Jesus Christ the rest of our lives. And so the answer is no, but it's also yes. I got to go, Linda. You hear the music. We're back here tonight, 7 p.m. You can't come, but you can join us online. So join us online, calvaryco.church. You've been listening to Calvary Goodbye. Live. Goodbye. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.